0: Welcome to the new edition of Productivity Tips Found on Reddit series. Today, we are talking about the most unconventional tips found on Reddit for the month of June. Let's go. Welcome to the Monthly Method Podcast. This is a show for solopreneurs, creators, and artists who have a burning desire to launch a project. This is for a project that is not urgent, but truly important. The one your best life depends on. Your host, Paulina B., is a certified Scrum Master. She brings a proven record of launching successful projects, both professional and personal. You will hear about tested techniques that lead to calm, consistency, and results. Stay tuned to turn your idea into reality one month at a time. Tip number one, value your attention as much as Facebook values it. As always, all the links to the original Reddit post will be included in the corresponding blog post. So, check the show notes for the link. And now I'm just going to quote a small section of the post. In 2019, Instagram generated $20 billion in revenue. An extraordinary success for a photo sharing app. That same year, Facebook made $70.9 billion dollars. What exactly is a social networking app like Instagram or Facebook selling to generate such a struggling amount of profit? Attention. End quote. And I always say that attention is one of the mostly valued currencies in this day and age. Use it wisely. Spend it on the things that matter. Tip number two talks about methods for getting things done. And this Reddit post has different comments, and the post itself has really interesting examples of how people get things done. And a lot of them are weird, quirky, so it's all all good and interesting. And here are my favorite. My strategy is to cross out the tasks first in my journal notebook before actually doing them. I hate lying to myself, so if I see something crossed out in my notebook, it has to be done. Works 90% of the time. This is such a cool strategy, I love it. And I would also hate lying to myself, and definitely if I saw something crossed out and I didn't get it done, it would definitely motivate me to get it done. Okay, the next one. I wash my face, hands, and desk. I always feel that if everything is clean and fresh, I work much more smoothly and focus more. Well, I've heard about cleaning the desk part, but also washing your face and hands every time you sit down to work, that can be very refreshing, I can see that. Okay, next, set a timer for one hour, take a pen and paper and go sit somewhere and stare at the wall for an hour. If, oh, I've gotta do X, Y, and Z thoughts come up, Write them down on the paper and then just keep sitting there. Do not get up. Do not check your phone or start doing things. By the end of this period, you will feel refreshed and ready to get things done. It honestly works. It's sort of like meditation, but don't put pressure on yourself to feel meditative. Literally, just stare at the wall. You don't need to do anything fancy. It works. End quote. To be honest, I've done it before but not for the entire hour. I would give myself maybe 10, 15 minutes and just writing down all the tasks that pop up. Just having a safe place for them. It's it works. It really works. It's I think it has the same impact as meditation, just uploading your brain from all the to-dos and just sitting there. It's awesome. I like it. Okay, the next one and the last one from this particular post. When I'm in a rut and I have an extremely messy room or living space, I'll have a shower and put some workout gear on. And then I put my shoes on. And this is the important part. I put my shoes on. Putting my shoes on solidifies that I'm not procrastinating and relaxing at home, but rather that I'm ready to go. End quote. In case you don't know, uh, there is this home management system called the Fly Lady. It was very popular in the early 2000s. And one of the core concepts that the author advocates for is putting your shoes on every single morning. Not the outdoor shoes, but have indoor shoes, maybe like tennis shoes, something uh, that is clean, something that you can wear inside. And she says the same thing happens when you have your shoes on. It sends a message to your brain saying that, hey, it's time to to business, to do some serious work. And I know a lot of people who love the system and they say that the shoes component is a life changer. So definitely try it out, not just for home tasks, but maybe if you're working from home and you're having a hard time concentrating on your work stuff first thing in the morning, maybe get dressed and put your shoes on. Have a separate pair of shoes that you wear inside your house and see if it changes anything. Okay, moving on. Tip number three, morning routines done differently. A lot of conversations are happening about morning routines in the productivity world. You're probably tired of them. However, I find they often overlook an important part that these routines should be enjoyable. You should look forward to it. And Discussion under this Reddit post shows that we are all different and what makes morning routine enjoyable is different for everyone too. These are some answers to the question, what's the one part of your morning routine that is so valuable you would never want to change it? And here are my favorite answers. So the first one, morning gratitude, thinking of three things I'm grateful for today. It just helps the day seem better and helps me a lot. The next one, making my bed. Small task, I can always win. Sometimes I'm out of coffee. Sometimes I don't have time to meditate or take a bath or something. I always have time to make the bed. I can always control that. So true. I love it. So simple and so true. Next one, not looking at my phone right after waking up. It changes everything. You start the day right and that energy carries you throughout the day. Okay, next one. Very cute. Making breakfast for my wife. I just enjoy this moment where I can show her how much I love her and help her to get a good start for her day. Ah, isn't it cute? And it genuinely makes the day for this gentleman. I love it. So, all of these examples show you that your morning routine does not have to include meditation unless you choose to. Your morning routine doesn't have to include exercise unless you choose to. Relax. It's your life and you get to decide how to start every day of it. Not some self-help book or some guru from the internet. It's your life. It's up to you. Okay. Tip number four. Sometimes we buy a thing when what we want is the time to use it. And here's the quote. Sometimes we buy a thing when what we want is the time to use it your time is more important than your things." End quote. And that made me think. I think it's very true. Do you want that new bike just because you want to have time to ride it? And right now, you don't. And you think that by getting a bike, you'll magically have time to dedicate to cycling on a daily basis? Do you want to buy that camping gear because you wish to spend more quality time with your family? There is nothing wrong with buying these items, just understand the real reason why you're buying these items. And don't go into debt buying them because it will guarantee that you will continue using your time to pay for these things. So the more debt you have, the more time you need to spend on working, and the less time you will actually have to spend on the activities you bought these items for. Don't pay with your time for the things you bought, hoping you will get more time to use them. Okay, next tip. Drink water, but not too much to jump out of bed in the morning. And here are the, the instructions from the post. Go to bed at least six hours before your alarm time, ideally seven to nine hours. Drink around 500 milliliters of water just before you go to bed, or 300 for girls. So it's one cup for women, two cups for uh, men. This feels like cheating because how well it works. Not only you'll stay hydrated all night, but when you wake up, you'll need to go to the bathroom like now, no time to snooze. You need to experiment a bit with the amount of water that works for you because you don't want to wake up before your alarm to go to the bathroom. Then use an old phone or clock as your alarm and put it as far away from the bed as possible. And this is another powerful tip the author writes. Like me, you probably have your phone as an alarm and that phone is within reach in the morning because using your phone is the last thing you do before sleeping. This means when your alarm goes off in the morning, you just reach with your hand and hit the snooze or worse, stop the alarm. But if you use an old phone or a clock as your alarm and you put it far away from bed and with maximum volume, you will have to physically get out of bed to stop it. The fact that you are now already out of bed and have to pee should be enough to ensure that now you will not go back to bed. End quote. So, I think the part about drinking water but not too much just before going to bed is kind of genius. I should try it myself. And yeah, try it yourself if you find that waking up in the morning is still a struggle. Okay, tip number six take breaks to restore your energy, not to drain it on distractions. And here's the quote. You can try using your breaks in a way that actually restores your energy. Here are some ideas. Drink water. Do some light exercise. Stretch. Meditate. Close your eyes. If you want to make the most of the hours you spend on your projects, Take regular short breaks, but avoid engaging in any activity that sucks you in, such as browsing the internet, using your phone, or watching TV. End quote. Yes. I find avoiding checking social media and email between my tasks is a much better way to rest and rejuvenate, even if it's just five minutes. When I don't do that and check social media, I don't feel rested. Because my brain was not resting. It was processing all those pictures and stories from Instagram. It was analyzing them, making a sense of them, and storing them in my memory. It's a lot of work. You don't really realize it, but your brain is actively working when you're consuming so much information in such a short amount of time. And if you were doing mental work before the break and you're planning on doing more mental work after the break... Having this break that is full of information is not really a break for your brain, so I definitely agree with this tip. I usually just, you know, drink some water, go make myself a cup of tea, or I don't know, go maybe do a load of laundry something that doesn't involve consuming information because I want my brain to rest. <laughs> Okay, next tip. Front load your yucky feelings. Here's the quote for the part that I really like. If you procrastinate, you're putting off more than your work. You're putting off the pain, right? But doesn't it always catch up on you? What you have to do is front load all those yucky crappy feelings. Go ahead and feel it now so you don't have to feel it later. And guess what? If you put it off, it gets amplified. Right now, you're dreading doing your homework or writing an article or whatever, but what if you don't do it? And worse, what if you put that stuff off consistently? That thing you feel crappy about, that thing you are dreading, that is exactly the thing you need to do in order to improve your life. Embrace your yucky feelings and all." End quote. So, this is what I call dealing with the resistance. I spoke about it in Why You Don't Need Another Productivity App episode and also How to Create and Follow Your Schedule episode. So, this is exactly how resistance looks like. And getting comfortable with these negative emotions and choosing to show up for your plan no matter what with the love and care for the future you is what creates an incredible life. Don't be afraid of emotions. First of all, they are not going anywhere if you procrastinate, even though you think this is what's happening. Because think about it, you don't feel ecstatic or super happy when you procrastinate, do you? You still feel that pressure of guilt or shame, so it's not exactly a very pleasurable existence even if you choose to procrastinate. Feelings are temporary. They come, they go, they can be changed and created on purpose, rather than by default. And by the way, this is what I help my clients do within the monthly method. And listen, at the end of the day, do you want your final words to be, I didn't do what I wanted to do because I was running away from feeling a negative emotion for a few minutes. Is it what you want to say? I hope not. Because procrastination is really that. It's just running away from... Feeling a negative emotion for like two minutes. That's it. And then once you get into the activity, this negative emotion disappears. So it's only a matter of a couple of minutes of feeling that. And it's not that bad once you realize that it's not going to last forever. Okay, tip number eight break down your day, get back on track in the next quarter. And this is a quote that was posted, and the quote is by Gretchen Rubin. Instead of feeling that you've blown the day and thinking, I'll get back on track tomorrow, try thinking of each day as a set of four quarters. Morning, midday, afternoon, and evening. If you blow one quarter, you get back on track for the next quarter. Fail small, not big. End quote and it got a ton of upvotes. I really like this advice as well. I checked the comments section and found some useful examples and testimonials for this rule. And here are the two that I chose. The first one, I've been successfully with weight loss with this mindset. If I had a meal that wasn't the best choice for the next meal, I could make a good choice. And that allowed me to lose 140 pounds in 18 months. And the next comment is actually a question, but so genius. Did you actually have a bad day or did you have bad 20 minutes that you've been milking all day? Oh my God, so straightforward, so true. But honestly, sometimes all we have is like 20 bad minutes, but somehow we're just milking it all day, aren't we? Awesome. Okay, tip number nine, you can trade your time for money but you can never buy your time back. Keep quality of life in mind with all decisions. Just having it as a nice reminder that yes, you can trade your time for money, but you can never buy your time back. So, this is why we set goals in three areas of life under the monthly method. Career and growth, health and care relationships, and quality of life. This makes life a lot more balanced and enjoyable without sacrificing your career ambitions. And a lot of people ask me how is it possible as if I'm lying that you know you can have a balance in your life and also succeed in your career And here's my answer and this is how it works. The less time you have, To spend on career goals, the more you need to be disciplined and prioritize your tasks. When you know that you don't want to spend 80 hours a week working, it makes you laser-focused on what actually matters in your career, in your job. It makes you laser-focused on what moves your career forward. And all of a sudden, checking email 20 times a day loses its perceived important. A lot of office workers, they just don't use their time effectively. And I'm not necessarily blaming these people. It's just the default version of knowledge work these days is so broken that you have to be very mindful and very proactive in structuring how you work and how you schedule your day in order to be productive. So, the default version is to check emails 30 times a day, but these things don't end up on your CV. These things do not end up on your LinkedIn profile. The things that end up there are the things that you should be focusing on. Those are the things that will move your career forward. And when you decide to work no more than 40 hours a week, you really start paying attention on, okay, what are the things that has the biggest return on investment? What are some of the projects that I can do that can you know benefit the company, increase revenue, cut costs, improve efficiency? What are some of the things that I will be proud to include on my CV later on? And you focus on those things instead of checking emails 30 times a day and the last tip tip number 10 well not necessarily a tip just something that made me think a lot and i called it what will your kids really value here's the quote from the post i just suddenly imagined all the stuff my parents did with their lives They traveled the world together, still went on pretty good long vacations every summer, never calculated what they pay for food, books, presents, etc. In return, we've never been crazy wealthy, we're doing quite okay, but nothing extraordinary, and at that moment, I realized that I actually preferred that for them. I would not have them saved every penny they earned for me and not have lived a full, rich, and good life. I suddenly felt so happy for them. It was such a wholesome realization that I wanted to share, end quote. Yeah, I think oftentimes the best thing we can give to our loved ones is being a living example of what living a good life is. And I also saw this quote by Bruce Lee on LinkedIn last week. It says, Instead of buying your children all the things you never had, you should teach them all the things you were never taught. Material wears out, but knowledge stays. Yeah, so it's just, you know, something that made me think last week, something that hopefully will make you think not so much about productivity, but an overall philosophy on how you want to spend your life and what you want to live for your children. And um, that's it for today. Those were my favorite 10 productivity tips or overall discussions on Reddit. If you like this June collection of Reddit productivity tips, check out my previous episodes. I had one for April, March, and February. And they have some really good tips on there too. You can find them in the podcast archive. Before I go, I just wanted to say that many of our readers come from Reddit. Reddit you're listening to this podcast and you found me on Reddit, thank you for subscribing. And reflecting back on my posts from June, these three posts got the most love from, from the community, from Reddit and from my readers and subscribers. And in case you haven't checked them out, check them out because they were the top posts of June. So the first one, the one question that stops procrastination. The second one, the one question that turns a lazy day around and the third one, how to create and follow your schedule. And again, you can find them all on my blog post. If you prefer an audio format, you can listen to them on this podcast, and you can find them all in the archive. Okay? That's it for today. Have a great week, everyone. Please subscribe if you want to get a freshly baked episode delivered to you next Monday. Hey, before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I'm now working with clients all over the world, one-on-one. If you want to see the outstanding measurable results they get in just three short weeks, I invite you to check out monthlymethod.com. The link is provided in the show notes. The monthly method is a scrum-based productivity system designed to achieve your goals without consuming all the energy and hours of a day so that you can have a life you don't need to escape from. If you are ready to quit the hustle culture and bring more intentionality into your life, head out to monthlymethod.com. This is the place where working overtime is not required. Cheers!